Hello, this is Ben Thompson, doctor of audiology and tinnitus specialist. Thank you for listening to my podcast. This audio is a recording from my YouTube channel, Ben Thompson AUD. I hope you find the information you need and I hope you enjoy the episode. Let's talk about what are the reasons that some patients have tinnitus, but have a hearing test of your hearing is normal, a hearing test within the normal range. This point is extremely important. When I talk about someone who's getting stuck or someone who is having a hard time getting better with tinnitus, sometimes it's one little detail. It might just be one little detail. It might be other things too. For example, if someone gets tinnitus and they get a hearing test, the audiologist will say, your hearing is normal. So they categorize their ears, their hearing as normal. Well, the tinnitus is not normal. Something is abnormal. Clearly, they don't feel normal. Something's off. The ENT, ear, nose, throat doctor may also say, well, your hearing was normal, so we don't have anything to do for you. They're not wrong, but they're using the wrong language. What they're trying to say is that the hearing test result was normal. My hearing test result is normal, and I can assure you I've had a lot of loud noise exposure that has damaged parts of my ear. There's a test that most audiologists do called the pure tone test, audiometry, an audiogram, a classical hearing test. It's very common to show signs of normal hearing for someone who has tinnitus. Many millions of people have tinnitus, And a lot of them would get a hearing test of in the normal range. Now there's a more sophisticated test and it's been around. There's a more sophisticated test called an OAE, autoacoustic emission. And this test is specifically measuring the outer hair cell function of the hearing organ, the cochlea. The hearing organ has different cells. The most important for hearing are called little hair cells. They're called outer hair cells and inner hair cells. For someone who has been around some loud noise, it's very common to have changes or reductions in the outer hair cell function of the ear. For someone who is 50 years old or older, it's common to have age-related decline of that very same system. There's been measurements out of research group, Jay Hall is a researcher in the audiology field, and their group extensively studied the autoacoustic emissions, the OAEs, for hearing and hearing loss and tinnitus. And what did they find? A vast majority, over 90% of patients who have tinnitus, who have normal hearing via a hearing test, they have reduced function in the OAE test. They have changes in the OAE test. The cochlear outer hair cells are not perfect and they're not technically normal, meaning they're not as good as they once were. And they're certainly not as clear or as functional as they were earlier on in your life. That's really worth understanding if you're someone who has hearing tests in the normal range, that there's a high likelihood that there is damage, decline, changes to the inner ear, the cochlea. I myself have some changes in that area. So if I'm in your shoes, to me, that would be an aha moment of, okay, it's not my psychology that's wrong. It's not a brain tumor. It's actually coming from the ears. And this needs to be explained. And tinnitus retraining therapy, part of it is educating how that damaged cochlea or the changes in the cochlea, it creates a cascade of events or it it sends an impartial distorted signal through the hearing system that the auditory brain, not in your choice, not in your control, the auditory brain and other related brain centers incorrectly categorizes that signal as tinnitus and it brings it into the perception where suddenly we can hear it and that can create a vicious circle of hearing it, 
negative thoughts, trying to fix it. What is it? And that can create other problems. So that is an essential point to understand that some patients can have tinnitus with no hearing loss, but the OAE test is pretty clearly marking what's going on with the system. There's also a phenomenon called central gain, which I won't go too deep into right now that also is relevant here. And then I wanted to mention a a study called Heller and Bergman, which is one of the earliest studies related to tinnitus. And what it did was it told many people to go into a sound treated room and it said, okay, you're going to go into this room. Let us know if you hear any sounds. So they're in the room. It's very quiet. They had normal hearing. They're in the room. They come out 10 minutes later and they told the researchers, you know, I heard some ringing, some hissing. I heard some sounds of crickets, a high pitched noise. Now, the researchers didn't play any sounds in this room. So that was a telltale moment for the audiology research field that normal hearing patients are expected to hear some noise when it's quiet enough. That can also be helpful with the process of tinnitus. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's my mission to share high quality information about tinnitus and hearing conditions. It would mean the world to me if you could take just 60 seconds to go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a quick review explaining what you learned on this podcast. Thank you so much for considering that and I'll make sure to see you on the next episode.